Good morning, everyone. Today we find us ourselves in the book of Proverbs, our first proverb in our reading plan, Proverbs 1. I want to take a moment to talk about genres. In the Bible, there are different kinds of books. Um, and based on the type of book, we look at it a little bit differently. Um, so Proverbs is a, a wisdom book, much like the book of Job or Ecclesiastes. And instead of looking at each sentence or verse as um, absolute literal truth, it's more like a, a guide. It's more like really good wisdom from someone who really explored wisdom. So you don't necessarily look at every verse quite as concretely and literal as you would say uh, the the one of the Gospels. So that's kind of important to know. Um, each one of these sayings is really good. You know, there's 31 Proverbs. You could read one every day, one chapter each day, and you'd have a lot of wisdom by doing so. But they're not written as literal promises each verse to you. They're written as verses to give you guidance. Um, you know, another genre in the Bible is poetry, and Psalms is is poetry. Psalms is really songs, and it you kind of view those in a similar way. They're beautiful. They they're rich. They provide um, beautiful truths, beautiful guidance. Um, but we have to realize that it's music. It's it's song. It's it's not quite as literal as something like a book, like a narrative. So a narrative book would be like Exodus, um, maybe like Leviticus or something like that. And in that case, it's teaching us history and truths. And we look at books of narrative a little bit more literally. There's books that are prophecy, right? Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. They're beautiful. They do tell us about the future. They're sometimes a little bit harder to discern exactly what the prophet is saying. Um, and I think we have to have a little bit of humility in reading the prophetic books, knowing they're important, knowing they tell us truths, but knowing sometimes it's hard for us to know exactly what era the prophet is writing about. Sometimes he's writing about completely future events. Sometimes he's writing about near future events. And sometimes he's writing about events that are going to happen immediately. And, and we're left to try to decide, you know, where in the timeline of the whole eschatological picture those prophecies are coming to be. And we have to have a little bit of humility in prophetic books and trying to discern that. There's epistles, right? The Apostle Paul and Peter wrote the epistles and others, but they wrote the majority of them. And those you could look at as occasion um, letters. So they were specific letters written to specific churches that they had visited. Some of them may have been circular and that they weren't only for that specific church, but many of them were written to a specific body to uh, address a specific situation. So we have to really take a look at the context of where that letter is being sent more so than say a gospel, which is really just telling us the story of Jesus's life. There's still some context by who the author is, you know, of the book, 
but <clears throat> and their experiences, but an epistle is, is more occasioned. It was written for to cover a specific topic for a specific specific reason. So those are some examples of different genres in the Bible, and we we learn from them a, a little bit differently because of the genre. So as we get into Proverbs chapter one, um, we look at it and say, man, Solomon had so much wisdom, gives us so much great advice. We also know that Solomon made mistakes in his life too. So he, he was not, he by no means was he perfect. He ended up having lots of concubines and in his life, he sometimes wandered from God. Um, so he's kind of like us. Um, yet, you know, golly, to read to read Proverbs, I think is um, to read wisdom from the Lord. It's it's really really um, great sayings. So he starts off in this proverb in in chapter one to kind of give an introduction to what Proverbs is all about, and I feel like verse seven is really probably the hallmark of 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 Proverbs and in particular of Proverbs chapter one where he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. To have that proper fear and awe of God, to have God in his rightful place, that we honor him, we revere him, we we even fear him. He is our judge. He is the creator. And to see him in it, on his rightful throne is to have the beginning of knowledge. Um, fools despise wisdom and instruction. And gosh, what's going on in my mind right now is there was, there's a woman who played soccer on the U.S. national team, Megan Raponi. I, I don't know exactly how to pronounce her name, but she's a, a lesbian and she's always promoting you know, lesbian causes. And this was the last game of her career. Um, and in the last game of her career, she hurt her ACL. And in the interview after the game, she's on the podium. She's getting interviewed. She's like, I'm not really a religious person, but if there was ever a reason to deny that God was real, this would be it. I, <laughs> It's unbelievable what people think. Unbelievable that she would say such a thing. So first of all, a woman who is antagonizing God in her life, who is promoting homosexuality who has not lived for god at all then when something bad happens she should be blessed she even had a career and she didn't get injured a long time ago but on the last game of her career and it was an exhibition she gets injured and and she thinks she deserves something different from god because of why i have no idea she's never honored him or believed in him and she's saying that that says that god is not real that she gets hurt Oh my goodness. I mean, the pride and arrogance of this woman who has no knowledge of God, no fear of God whatsoever. She is her own God. And, you know, it. I just think of that. This is this verse right here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And she is a fool. So as this chapter goes on, um, it it goes on to give son instruction to not get involved in, in violence. Um, really good advice, right? To not get involved in violence. Um, 
And later on, there were some other things that I really, really liked about it. It says, Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Um, it's awesome to know the word of God. Um, but unfortunately, people have neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. And, you know, Megan is an example of that who I've already talked about. People who, who really don't seek God, who don't really want to know what God has to say, because they're already claiming that he's not real, and they're not seeking him, and they're not finding him, and they don't have the knowledge of God. And, you know, what's sad is that people make decisions about God without knowing anything about him. They, they literally make decisions and have no knowledge about God to make those decisions. You know, that, that's not, that's, that is definitely not wisdom. And God says there's going to be consequences for that. As a result of people um, not seeking him, they will call on me, verse 28, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Verse 30, they would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. So they shall eat the fruit of their own way. And and ultimately, there's going to be consequences, significant consequences, not only on earth, but eternal consequences for not turning to the Lord and not having the fear of Him. And then there's a promise at the end, uh, verse 33, the last verse in this psalm. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of the devil. And, or excuse me, and will be at ease from the dread of evil. But he who listens to me shall live securely, and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Well, that's a beautiful promise. And that also gives us an idea, again, as to genre. Like, in general, the principle is going to be that if you honor the Lord, if you listen to His Word, and if you follow Him, you're going to live more securely in life. And if you trust God and have the fear of God, you will be at ease from the dread of evil. You'll trust God even in the face of evil. And 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 things are just going to go better for you because of the fact that you love the Lord and fear Him. Now, <clears throat> when I speak of genre and explaining this last verse, this is not an absolute promise that every single person throughout history, because they listen to God, they're going to live securely, right? There are people in history who have not lived securely, even though they follow God. What this is saying is, in general, as a principle, <clears throat> excuse me, if you listen to God, you're going to have a more secure life than if you didn't. And you will be more at ease in the days of evil than someone who doesn't know God. That's what it means. It's a general principle a rule, guidance, wisdom, but not an absolute promise for every single person that this is exactly the way it's going to work. So that's that's kind of how you need to understand Proverbs in order to understand it rightly. Um, may we enjoy taking it all in. It's a beautiful book and something to consider if you're getting started in reading the Bible to read a chapter of Proverbs every day. There's 31 of them. God bless you all.